Hello, and welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Everything except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of 91.7 KALW, San Francisco's oldest, most innovative local public radio station. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus. And from, the, and from Philosopher's Corner, that oasis of thought, they migrate to the air. And from the air, they migrate to our blog, theblog.philosophytalk.org. And John, you're going to weigh in on this one, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, as, soon as, uh, as soon as I have some spare time, I'll be blogging away, Ken. Our topic today is deconstructing the language of politics. Now, surely, can you agree that if anything needs deconstructing, it's the language of politics? Well, I don't know. You sound like a man who doesn't like the language of politics in our times. Is that right? What's wrong with the language of politics? It sucks. It's terrible. I mean, language is supposed to be for telling us things. You have a view, you have a belief, and you tell somebody else what, what it is. You, you state the truth. But they don't do that. They're just constantly making up words, abusing words, uh, describing this as that. You know, they can't say an act. They have to say the Patriot Act. It's terrible. Well, look, you're right. One of the things that we do with language is state the facts and describe our own views. But another thing we do with language is try to move people, is try to motivate them, arouse them, inspire them. And political speech is a lot about that. You know, we're trying to, the, the, the political class is trying to mobilize us to, say, partake in the war on terror or to partake in the, participate in the war on poverty. I mean, what's wrong with that kind of mobilizing uh, use of language? Well, like war on terror, war on poverty. Let's go back to LBJ. War on poverty. Poverty is a bad thing. Let's mobilize against it and do something. Why not just say that? Why say war on poverty as if poverty was an invading force? I mean, treat us like adults, for crying out loud. Well, you know, you make it sound as though uh, we're just victims of the politicians, right? I mean, I suppose that there was a politician who just said, well, look, poverty's a terrible thing, and here's the things we might do about it. And they gave you long, detailed, complicated speeches about the facts and figures. Would that move anybody? I what? mean, talking about the war on terror, talking about the axis of evil, that moves people. It gets them riled up. Now, axis of evil, there's another one. An axis is a straight line that goes through a sphere, like from pole to pole. During World War II, Germany and Italy, there's kind of a straight line there in the middle of Europe. So you can see a metaphor, axis. And then Bush uses it for North Korea, Iran, and Iraq, three group, three three nations that don't form any kind of geographic access. And besides, they're not allies. Two of them are mostly at war with each other. Uh, maybe he uh, does he really have to just play with words like that to make his point? Well, look, as long as yeah, I I take your point. I don't want to be a uh, defender, or uh, you know, uh, Bush or anybody else. I just, you know, I just want to. But still, he's trying to say. Here are three common. Here are three enemies of ours. They may not be allied together, but let's mobilize against all three of them now in this moment. And so, you know, I mean, he's if you don't if you're if you're cued into the kinds of ma uh, rhetorical maneuvers of uh, politicians and others make, then you won't be led too far astray. I mean, you know, every metaphor gets stretched to its limits. Well, but you I, don't I, take it too seriously. Don't get too up about it. I agree with you to a point. It's not just politicians. It's also journalists who just acquiesce to this. We hear, for example, the debate about abortion described as pro-life or pro-choice. Pro-choice. What does that mean? Who, who could who be, could be against pro-choice? Yeah. You know, pro-choice, anti-choice. And the question is, do you want to allow the destruction of a human embryo at a fairly immature stage? That's the issue. 
pro-life, well, uh, the same people that are pro-life are in favor of the death penalty, so that really can't be the issue. You know, John, it sounds like though you think this might just be a kind of recent phenomenon. I, I'm not sure. I think f- politicians may always have talked this way and may be destined forever to talk this way. Would you and, ever ever read the Lincoln-Douglas debates? Those are, those are for adults. Yeah, yeah, but for a few adults, because it wasn't it wasn't really mass democracy in the same way that we have it. I, but you know, to help us think about this, why don't why don't we bring on one of the one of my favorite students of language of the use and abuse of language? That's Jeff Nunberg of the Center for the Study of Language Information and the Linguistics Department at Stanford. He's the author of Going. Here's a book I can never mispronounce the correct way. Going <laughs> nuclear, and he's also the language guy on NPR's Fresh Air. Uh, Jeff, welcome to Philosophy Talk. Thanks for having me. To hear the rest of this program, head to philosophytalk.org. Thank you for listening. And thank you for thinking.